Hello, I'm Javis Lewis and in this episode I want to show you a technique to create artificial depth of field into your images and into especially your renders. And that's uh, done with a Photoshop filter called the Blur Gallery. Now, uh, this is something very exciting that one of my Patreon supporters made me aware of, Christina McKay. Hello, Christina. That was a very nice tip and I thought I liked it so much I wanted to make a video about it. I haven't quite grasped it yet, but it uh, gives you a lot of potential for exploration. And I want to show you some examples of how to work with them. So um, yesterday I did a live stream about uh, this image here in which we're building this whole scene in Das Studio. So watch it if you're interested in building that. This is a kind of a hotel, indoor hotel pool scene. We're adding these lights underwater here. We're putting the character in and, uh, and we're putting the lights on the walls here. But one of the things that I didn't do in that image, and it's kind of, I hope you can just about see that here in the um, image. There's some, some depth of field trick going on here in the bottom and at the back and that is something that I've not done in Death Studio quite the opposite I've done it in Photoshop with this type of filter and it's only it's 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 very subtle so you can easily overdo it and then it looks very artificial but if you're careful with it then this this creates kind of very stunning effects and it cuts down tremendously on render time so let's have a look how to do that in Photoshop I have a few images open here already. This is one with that effect applied already. Again, very, very subtle. You can just about see at the bottom here that these guys, whoops, that's obviously not what I wanted to do. You can just about see at the bottom here that this is kind of out of focus. And you can also see that uh, on the uh, background here at the top, you can see that as well. But uh, other than that, it's, it's a very subtle effect and it's done with the blur gallery. If I switch that off, then, you know, everything is in absolute focus. And if I switch that back on, then, you know, it's probably difficult to see. I'll have to kind of overdo it. Here's a few other things. This is an image that I haven't done it on, so I thought maybe we can uh, create it on here. And here's that pool scene, so we're going to recreate that effect in here. And uh, to show you a non-render image, I'm going to do that on a regular picture like this as well, which is a picture of me, as you can see. And I like to uh, style my thumbnails this way as well, so that uh, the focus is literally just on the face and the rest kind of blurs into the background. Let's start with the rat lady here. So let me just get rid of that effect. And these two things at the top here, those are literally just um, uh, filters for enhancing the contrast and the color. So this is not something that, uh, you know, we don't, we don't have to concern about that. It's just, you know, it just enhances the look of the image. The actual effect is happening uh, on this layer on the bottom here. So in order to apply that effect, one thing that I would recommend is to turn this layer that you're working on, first of all, into a regular layer. So if you have a, a layer that says background on it, then you just have to uh, double click that and then that background will turn into something like layer zero or layer one if you're loading a JPEG image into Photoshop. Uh, so uh, turn that into a regular layer, then turn it into a smart object. So I've done that already because I can see this little icon here. But uh, if you want to do that, you just uh, right click on this and then uh, somewhere in the list, there is this option to convert this into a smart object can't of course can't find that right now because I've done that already so we're going to hopefully do that in another layer that hasn't got that effect applied so once you've done that select the layer then head over here to filter and then there's the blur gallery 
And in the blur gallery, you find uh, several options here. The ones I find particularly interesting, uh, in fact, are the uh, iris blur, which is kind of a round cutout, and the tilt shift blur. That's the one we're going to use. No matter which one of these things you choose, you're always going to end up in this kind of menu here. So this is uh, this always looks the same, and uh, you've got each of these filters is tickable at the top here, so they can be stacked and used together with one another. So uh, the one that you select, that's kind of pre-ticked, and it's got a couple of values here. So uh, mine has got a blur of 15 pixels applied already, and this is kind of what it looks like. So uh, there's a few things that you can that we can change here just with the mouse. So uh, speaking of mice, <laughs> very funny. So one is, of course, this little round icon in the middle. So if you hover your cursor right into the dead center, then you can move the focal point, so to say, focal point is probably the wrong word for it, but you can move that up or down or left or right, wherever you would like the center of your focus to be. So in my case, perhaps I want to put that somewhere on the character. I don't have to put it on the character. In this case, I can put it further off because this uh, tilt shift filter works kind of in the whole line is that this whole band will be in focus, whereas anything from here to that dotted line uh, let me bring that down so that dotted line appears uh, to the top and to the bottom of whatever's in focus. That's kind of the gradient that's being applied from it being in focus here and it being out of focus here. And then everything outside the dotted lines here and there, that's where the full effect of the blur comes, comes in. So this is kind of my 15 pixel blur here now. So uh, I put that maybe somewhere towards her eyes here and uh, the dotted lines can also be expanded independently of one another so I can move the bottom one further down and the top one is left in place or I can you know move that up and uh, up as well I can also do that with these solid lines here I can kind of uh, just make sure you're not you're not getting this symbol here so uh, if you get this little up and down arrow you can expand the area that's meant to be in focus and then you can shift that around here so perhaps I don't want to see the mice or I don't want to see the skirt because it's not rendered quite perfectly. It's one of those things you can do that and uh, then of course uh, adjust the blur accordingly so make that more blurry or make that less blurry. It depends on uh, what your image needs here. So I don't want to have these mice to be completely out of focus but you know just to overdo it just to emphasize the effect here maybe I will just do that. So that's one thing you can do. The, uh, you don't have to go over here to adjust the value. You can also hover outside this little center circle and then just go and increase the blur effect from here. Can you see that? That's kind of an interesting way of doing that. So uh, depending on how much or how little you need in there, you can do that on the fly while looking at the picture. It's kind of a nice effect there. So that's one effect. There's also other things here under the effects panel. There's bokeh and the bokeh color. So light bokeh, if I crank that up, then you can see what happens to the kind of light passages here. They kind of bloom out. So that's the kind of light bokeh effect. Kind of can be can be kind of pretty because this is going to be out of focus anyway. So the extremes are going to create very nice effects there. They're just not going to look 
real if you're introducing depth of field you want that to look kind of subtly real and just make to add that add that subtly so use that sparingly but it's one of those things if you're after effects if you're after effects <laughs> very funny you uh, can you can play where play you can play around with that but okay color same thing if you crank that up then the um, white bit that's kind of bloomed out white that's now being kind of colored in here um, again one of those things explore it on your own i'm not going to use it for now does actually quite look quite nice isn't it if, if the blur is is extreme once you're done with it you can either select the high quality thing up here if you want to use high quality that only affects the the uh, action after okay it'll take a little bit longer if you have a faster computer it's barely noticeable i don't see a big difference here so i'm going to leave that unticked i'm, I'm okay with regular quality now i mentioned smart filters here because if I now see I'm not entirely happy with the result and I'm thinking hey, perhaps I've overdone it here with the mice, I can't actually see that these guys are mice anymore, perhaps I'm going to bring the whole focus line down a little bit, then I can do that by simply double clicking here on the blur gallery. So, um, whoops, here, there we go. If I double click this thing, then I'm going to go straight back into the filter. And that's the beauty of uh, smart objects. So if I now uh, adjust this, I can. So it's kind of a non-destructive editing. Perhaps this, uh, this effect was a bit too much, so I can turn that down. And, you know, whatever I want to do there. You can also slant this so it doesn't have to be absolutely straight. I've mentioned this little dot here. If you move that over, you can do this. So we're going to use that technique in the pool scene in a moment. And then you just click either cancel if you're not happy with your changes or you click OK to burn them in. I'm just going to go and hit cancel. That's the importance of the smart filters. And um, yeah, it's important that you convert your layer beforehand. Otherwise, this effect is going to be burnt into the layer and then you won't be able to make changes afterwards. Depends on your situation, I guess. Let's have a look at another image here, the eye reflections image that I've created this as a, a YouTube thumbnail. And uh, back then I didn't actually know about this technique that Christina so kindly brought to my attention. So um, thanks again, Christina. Very nice, very nice tip there. So this is the thumbnail that I put out there on YouTube originally. But now that I'm thinking about it, because this was about creating a ring flash in Dust Studio, I'm going to uh, see if I can uh, blur out the character and literally put the focus right on the eyes. I think that's uh, that's a kind of a good idea to do that here. So right now we can see that my uh, layer here is not a smart object. That's just a regular layer and uh, I can see that because there's no little icon in the bottom right corner of that layer thumbnail here. So what I can do now is right click on this and uh, select, uh, can, you select, can you see that? Is that still in the picture? No, it's not. There we go. Convert to smart objects. That's the thing we need to click. And as soon as I do that, then I can see that at the bottom here, oops, that's also not where it's, it's kind of my shortcut keys. I really need to sort those out. Uh, now you can see that little tiny logo in the bottom right corner of the thumbnail. And that means it is now a smart object. And that's perfect because now I can go to town with my blur filter. And just like before, we get this uh, this line. I'm going to go and uh, put that right onto her eyes. I may even slant that up so that literally her eyes are both in focus. And I don't want this to be mega blurred. So I'm going to extend the bottom line further out so that this may be up to here. Things are being out of focused, if you forgive that terminology. Perhaps bring that down a little bit. 
Yeah, and just make sure that all this is absolutely dead center in focus. I think I'm also going to pull that line down a bit so that we have the whole face being in focus and when with her lips things start to get a little bit blurry but you know not too much so i think this would be a little bit overkill here i think this would be a bit much so i'm going to tone that effect down maybe to 10. the pixel size of the blur that very much depends on your actual image size so if you have a large image then your pixels will be very small whereas when you have a small image then your pixels will be fairly large so therefore like a one or two pixel blur will already create a bigger effect than like a 20 or 100 pixel blur in a really large image so play around with that I think this is kind of what I want. I'm going to use high quality this time. Click OK and uh, Photoshop thinks about it for a moment. And there we go. So it's just it's very subtle, but it does draw the attention of the viewer to a certain part. And that's kind of what depth of field is used in photography and in cinematography as well. Maybe I'm just going to adjust those levels a little bit here just to crisp that image up a little bit. It's all about subtlety in, in these images, isn't it? It's all about subtlety in Photoshop. Let's have a look at the pool scene here. So this is the completely unedited image that came out of the render. So it could also do, speaking of levels, it could also do with a bit of contrast enhancement there from what I can see on this monitor. So uh, this is just a background layer right now. Let's have a look at that. Right now, I can't really do anything with it. So Photoshop would like you to double click on that. And then uh, this window comes up that says uh, name the new layer. You just click OK. And then this is now saying layer zero. And now we can turn that into a smart object as well. Oh, so it's another good thing. I'm, I'm kind of glad this, uh, this has happened here. If you accidentally click on the front here and uh, right click on that you won't see the option to turn this into a smart object so what i can advise you is to uh, click on the right of the text so not on the image on the right of this and then you'll see the convert to smart object right here uh, you can by the way you can also um, get to the same thing if you head over if you with the layer selected you can also go to the layers menu so layer convert to smart object is usually smart objects convert to smart object is usually hiding in here as well so um, with that layer selected, let's head over to that blur gallery as well. And I think uh, an, another tilt shift blur is in order here. Blur gallery, tilt shift. Uh, and just like I did before, I want the character to be in focus. Uh, let me make that a little bit wider here, the bit that is in focus, and then turn that over just to kind of match the pool here. And then, you know, use it to your heart's desire, really. Uh, this is much more than I did it in the thumbnail. Let's also use high quality and see what that looks like in the final image. Not bad, it's kind of overdone, but you know, it's a quick and easy way to do that. If I added that in the render and kind of figure out where my camera's focal plane needs to be and all that, it just takes a lot of time. So, you know, I find that very helpful. Now, finally, let's look at the picture of me and uh, how we can turn that into something that, that looks less cluttered here and less burned out. So this is something where I may be able to use that other uh, thing as well, the um, what's it called, the bokeh and the light bokeh. So again, I'm going to turn that into a smart object, maybe from here, layer, smart objects, convert to smart object. Doesn't matter, result is the same. Under filter, 
blur gallery I'm using the iris blur now this time and the options are a little bit different so first of all we're getting this this circle instead of two lines and uh, this is not exactly depth of field but it's also a good technique to kind of draw the attention of the viewer to a certain point in the image so in my case hopefully my face if that's if that's something that interesting one of those things so the circle itself can be uh, made bigger or smaller uh, currently it's an ellipse i believe it comes up as a circle so you can just go and uh, make that into a real circle or just uh, turn the shape into something that you really need so in my case it's kind of an oval that goes out like that perhaps i want my my little 3d kind of drawing dummy in focus as well something along those lines there's one other option i wanted to show you which is this little square if you left click and drag that out then that turns this whole thing into more of a kind of a rectangle or a square so that's one thing that you can do here the inner circles this is again the same thing from the inner circle to the outer circle that's the gradient and anything out outside the outer circle is fully blurred and everything between this and those inner rings that's going to be that's that's where the blur gradient happens so if i wanted to make my blur radius a bit bigger in total and then make the fall off a little bit wider then that's how i can do that there that's that's maybe something we can use on the light bokeh let's see if we can if we can put that to good use mm, it looks a little bit looks even sicker than it already does so uh, color bokeh since we don't have uh, that much bokeh it does not not really something that works for me so i'm going to leave that out the exact blur value 15 is maybe a little bit much for my liking perhaps 10 that'll do the trick and uh, a few level enhancements there that's that's also what we can use we can stack these effects up i haven't quite worked out how to do that yet but uh, if we go back to the pool scene here i can show you that here because we've got this this all blurred out now if i go double click back into my blur gallery then i can tick another box here like on the on the blur gallery at the um, at the top here i could just tick another one but then look what happens in the um, in the whole in the whole field nothing appears to happen i'm still on the tilt shifting that's because the tilt shifting is still open so if i close that and open the iris blur instead that's when i get my controls for the iris blur so both effects will be applied at the end of the day but uh, while you're fiddling with it you can only have a look at one focal point at a time i believe that's kind of how it works i've not read the documentation by the way this is just something i figured out and i thought i'm going to share that with you so uh, we can have two different types of value and i really don't know what this looks together let's have a look what the combined thing is yeah look this is both combined now so i've got the uh, out of focus kind of depth of field effect at the bottom and at the top but i've also got it around the character now so this is one thing that you know may come in handy and that was it really i hope this was helpful if you uh, like this video then of course please share it with friends family and total strangers don't forget to subscribe to my channel if you found these little tips and tricks helpful then uh, go ahead and please support me on patreon i'd be chuffed to have you on board you get funky goodies in return like 3d products and you get even free web hosting copies of my book and all the rest of it. it's very very exciting and you know it'd be a growing family it'd be great if you could make it that's fantastic join me also if you enjoy 
enjoy building scenes in Death Studio, join me every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a live stream on how to build scenes in Death Studio and do all kinds of funky tips and tricks all around uh, that phenomenal 3D application. My dear friends, thank you so much for watching. I hope you got a lot out of it. Take care. I will see you next time. Thank you.